Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one website for expert investment analysis. Buy, Hold, Sell is a weekly show where two fund managers share their views on a selection of listed companies in their area of expertise. Buyers and sellers are what make the market, and you'll find that our guests don't always agree on the stocks being covered. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be the first to receive new episodes each week. If there are stocks you'd like our guests to discuss, let us know by leaving a comment in the review segment. Remember, the views expressed in this show are not recommendations to invest. You should seek appropriate investment advice before making any investment decisions. And of course, please read the disclaimer in the show's notes. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. My name's James Marley and I'm going hunting for value in global markets. And two investors, they're gonna help me find the best value out there in the global markets. Got Jacob Mitchell from Antipodes and Andrew Clifford from Platinum. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, good to be here. All right, let's talk big to start off with. Microsoft on the NASDAQ, $2 trillion market cap. Jacob, buy, hold, or a sell? Uh, buy, um, if you think about what Microsoft is, it's the world's best software company and it's on an average software multiple. Uh, the two aspects of the business that we think underwrite the growth outlook, uh, uh, the adoption in the Azure business, which we think is only probably 25% through the adoption curve, and the ongoing, you know, let's call it conversion of users to Office 365, which is a very competitive bundle. And it really is a stock made for this current environment. Loads of pricing power and uh, in, a, in a slowing economic environment. Andrew, sounds like a good pitch from Jacob. Is a buy, hold or a sell on Microsoft? Uh, absolutely a sell, James. And I can't disagree with anything that Jacob said. This is this one of the finest companies the world has known. It is a great story. And I can't think of anything that is wrong with it. And to me, that just makes for a risky investment. And we've seen this. A year ago, we could have talked glowingly about all the other fangs and one by one, they're dropping. I don't expect this one to. But if they disappoint at any time, we know what we're going to get hit with it, which is a bit of a readjustment. So, not for us. Okay, let's go out of tech into gas. EQT Corporation, $14 billion market cap, makes it a minnow over in the US. Buy, hold, or a sell? Yeah, look, energy markets have been great, and everything that's happened in, in Russia makes you know, that, that outlook even better. So, we're going to have tight energy markets, whether it's gas or others, for some time to come, and that's going to underwrite earnings here for a while. But, you know, longer term, it's not that clear to me, you know, where we go here. They've had a good run. They're okay. It's a hold. Okay. It's nearly doubled over the past 12 months, Jacob. EQT, buy, hold or sell? Yeah, look, we still see it as a buy. It's in our top 10. Um, you know, it's a company which we bought prior to, you know, the Ukraine crisis. Uh, we're very constructive on the outlook for natural gas as a, let's call it transition fuel. It has half the emissions intensity of coal. Um, we're still going to have lots of demand for energy and the US is just in a very unique position of supplying it at a, a very cheap price. Next stock, microchip technology, listed on the NASDAQ, $36 billion market cap, buy, hold or a sell? We're a seller generally of 
um, semiconductor stocks, um, which are very reliant on the foundries, um, which uh, microchip is. Um, you know, in terms of the semiconductor value chain, we think TSMC and the capital equipment providers take most of the profit pool over time. Um, and uh, investors have forgotten, I think, how economically sensitive uh, semiconductor demand is. And also, semiconductors are very much exposed to this pull forward of consumer spending that's happened across the Western world. And, uh, and also we have China that's you know, slowed aggressively. So we just think the demand environment is much worse than many investors are currently you know, sort of discounting. Okay, Andrew, can you give us the quick pitch on what it does? I did try okay. to work it out from the website. <laughs> so Microchip makes microcontroller units, which are a semiconductor. Um, it's like a very simple mini computer. And so if you think about every electronic product you can touch, your microwave, the thing that controls that when you put in the time, press the start button, that's an MCU. Same for your car, turn the window up or down, a robot, everything. It's, it's about the electrification of our world. Everywhere you look, there are microcontroller units. Okay. And Microcomputers micro don't sound very simple to me, but that was a good explanation. Now, the stock, buy, hold or sell? So it's a buy. And so this is very different to the, its semiconductor brethren. It, this is a company that it makes 20,000 odd off-the-shelf products. Its customers are tied in because they get to used to working with those. Once it's in a design, you're not going to change it out. It's an incredible spread of end markets. So, you know, one of their big end markets, autos, are in short supply, and that's because that we can't make enough MCUs, which really, you know, they are not particularly reliant on, on the foundry system. So we have, yes, there's a bit of cyclicality in this business, but this thing has been you know, organically grows high single digits. You're buying it on around 12, 13 times. Yeah, there's a little bit of variability there, but you know, not significant. And you know, um, historically being a big M&A story, that's coming to an end. So the cash is just gonna like flow out of this thing like you won't believe. Sounds like a party. Andrew, the head title of this show is Undervalued, Undervalued Global Growth Stocks. So I've asked you to bring along a recent portfolio edition or something that you think meets that headline, Undervalued Global Growth. Yeah, look, sorry, I'm going to go with one I've been in a little while, but it's had a good pullback. And it's a very similar story to Microchip, which is uh, Mini Bear in Japan. Their first market, uh, you know, globally dominant in making um, miniature ball bearings, but they've turned their expertise in, in manufacturing highly automated of very small components into you know, really a, a, a large uh, offering of uh, componentry for all sorts of things. It's just a very nice growth industrial. And the thing about it is that the big story here is M&A in Japan. No one's really doing it well. These guys are M&A champions. Um, we think this is a sort of a 10% grower again on a low teens multiple. Okay, Mirabaya. Jacob, same question to you. Have you got a stock that uh, meets the headline of undervalued global growth that you can pitch to our, our viewers today? One of our largest holdings is uh, Merck and investors haven't associated large cap pharma with growth for quite some time. Um, now you've always got to think about the growth relative to the multiple. So you pay a P of 12 times for Merck. And uh, look, we think it's one of the few pharma stocks that actually still has a functioning internal R&D engine. So less reliance on large acquisitions to, you know, to manage pipeline risk. 
a third of the business is animal health and, uh, and, vac and vaccines, which is quite a, you know, standalone would be on a very high multiple. And, you know, pure play animal health exposures trade on 30 times PEs. Um, the vaccine businesses have a lot of pricing power. It's a relatively simple, high margin business um, with clearly a lot of repeat purchases. Um, so um, we think you know, that offsets the risk that is in Keytruda, which is their large oncology drug. Let's face it, you don't have to grow that fast when you're on 12 times, but we think it can grow in, let's call it, um, low double digit type levels at the EPS level. Well, investors love growth. There's also a count that love value. Our two guests have given you a bit of both today. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did. And remember to check in regularly. We've got new content coming to you every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis. Register for free at livewiremarkets.com to discover more exclusive investing articles, videos, and podcasts.